We'll pray. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to start with a prayer. I'm going to pray uh, to open up. And um, yeah, 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 and uh, we're going to dig into the word of God and enter into the deep things of God. So this is, this is my prayer for you that you would uh, enjoy this time to to engage in the things of God, that um, whatever word that is spoken, I pray that your, your spirit will, will um, uh, be responding to that, that your spirit will be excited and that you will, will be equipped and it will open a way for you, um, that it will encourage you and strengthen you and change you uh, from the inside out. Um, I pray that that you would realize that it's not Joe talking, but that you that your ears would hear what God is saying to you today. Um, and uh, I just thank you, Lord, that um, that you would be blessed, so that you can be a blessing. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. 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 Yeah. Amen. Be blessed so that you can be a blessing. That would, be, that would be probably the title today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, yeah, so let's, uh, let's um, quiet our spirit and uh, enter into worship. Jen if you can uh, lead us into uh, this um, deep time of worship with God. Okay. Whoa, 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 just a moment. Well, I am here. Okay, need to share screen, right? Yes. Yeah, just these two songs that I have chosen today, we just want to come before God to remember what Jesus has done for us. And uh, that's his love is forever. Uh, and uh, that's and no matter what circumstances we are in our life right now, I just remember that Jesus died for us and that he, he is there for us. He, always, he, he has always been and he will always be there for us. Even when in our darkest time, sometimes we feel like, okay, where are you? But he is there. He is there and he waits for us to open our hearts so he can could enter in and be with us, comfort us and work in us and help us to live the life that he has for us. Amen. 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 So says we um start broadcast cool done we are done hello why is it not working can you see anything yet no just the screen broadcast and then Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, it's not not seeing. Uh, okay, let's see. Can you see now? Yeah. Okay. First song is My Jesus. 
Yeah. 
Sophie wasn't happy with her. Just a moment. At the cross. Whoa! 
Praise the Lord. God has made a way for you and I. It's not us who made a way. It's not anybody else who made the way but God. Amen. Amen. And so we're Amen. grateful for God. We're grateful because there's nothing that we can do to save ourselves. But he, he alone saved us. Hallelujah. So at this time, I uh, want to uh, welcome Grandpa to uh, our meeting. And um, we want to uh, hear some of your gray hair wisdom today. 
Amen. Amen. Uh, my sharing today is in uh, Matthew 25, and, uh, in verse 31st to 46. Would everyone uh, open Matthew 25? And uh, we read uh, verse 31 to 46. The name is the final judgment. Uh -huh. <laughs> Everyone found that bird? Yep. Okay. Uh, Dana, are you able to read the, 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 the verse 25? The chapter 25, Matthew. Okay. We're not hearing from Dana, so I'll read it, okay? Yeah, sure. Uh, verse 31 to what? 46, to the 46. end. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from another, as his shepherd divides his sheep, from the goats, and he will set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, and feed you, or thirsty, and give you drink? When we see you, when did we see you a stranger, and take you in, or naked, and clothe you? When did we see you sick, or in prison, and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of my least of my brethren, you did it to me. Then he says, oh, he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I will say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Amen. And this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. God... Um... Bible today, let me think about a story. 
this was uh, in the medical school at the the end, year end examination. All the student was scratching their head. Uh, even the brilliant one, they scratching with the question, asking what is the name of the lady who do the cleaning in uh, our medical school. And nobody know that. They don't know how to answer because they never asked the name of the lady who, did, who, who do the cleaning in the medical school. Even they meet her every day, almost every day. And sometimes they did a mess in the hall. But the lady cleaned it up, but they never asked the name or say thank you for the lady who did the cleaning. So the, the, after the year end examination, the professor mentioned that question in the exam. And surprisingly, nobody can answer the question. So on the reported day, the professor told them, your profession is a caring for people. How can you didn't pay attention to the people around you? Attention to the, the least people around you. How can you, you, you serve people, you take care of them? You always think about the big thing. Take care of people is a big uh, discovering of the science, but you never pay attention to the lowest people around you. So if there, you might miss some occasion to see God in the least people around you. It, it could be the homeless, it could be the worker, it could be the beggar around in your life, met in the life. You should pay attention to take care of them. So in the Bible today, we see the story the king who mentioned the people who have a people, hungry people, people in the prison, and people have nothing to wear in difficulty. That is a picture of God. If you don't pay attention to people, the least people around you, you may miss the occasion to see God. So when you meet God in the heaven, I don't know you. You didn't know my name. That is a very expensive uh, examination. We fail. That is the one I want to share with you. Remember to 
think about the least people around you. Not only the big thing in the world, but the least people around you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Grandpa. Amen. Yeah. Well, the question today is, are you a sheep or are you a goat? Okay. Because um, it says in Matthew, uh, what verse? Uh, 32. Okay. Matthew 25, verse 32. On his right hand side, the right hand of God, is a sheep. And the right, a left hand of God is a goat. Which one would you like to be today? Which one are you today? The sheep. I want to be a sheep. <laughs> Dana, are you a goat or a sheep? Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm a sheep. Of course you are. A sheep? Are you a sheep or a goat? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> of course, you know, the reason I ask this is there's a little bit of sheep in us and a little bit of goat in us. Amen. Okay. And the Holy Spirit is working in your life, in my life, to kick uh, out the goat. All right. Mm -hmm. And um, this is this is very telling. Uh, this story. Thank you, Grandpa, for this story. Um, so we learn that the sheep is the one that looks after the people that are the least in the kingdom of God. Right? Is that right? Yeah. So, so they are the one. The sheep are the one that goes after the people who are hungry. They go after the one who are thirsty and they give them drink. They give them food and they visit them when they're uh, in prison. And when those people are naked, they clothe them, right? That is the work of a sheep. Now, the work of a goat is when they see people hungry, it's like, yeah, whatever. When they see people thirsty, it's like, no, they just turn the other way. They look the other way. Uh, when they realize that there are people that are naked, they say, ah, ha, 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 he's naked, she's naked, right? When there's people that are in prison, you go, a goat would say, you know what? You deserve to be in prison. You, you deserve it. And when you're sick, the goat will say, well, you know, it's your fault. You deserve it, right? And I'm going to tell you why we do that. Uh, last week, we talked about the love of God and how the love of God opened the doorway for us into the presence of God, right? In the history of man, 
we always, you know, people have always tried to knock on God's door in heaven. You know that song, knock, knock on God's, um, what is it? Uh, knock, knock on heaven's door or something? Yes. Yeah. And uh, people have always tried to do that on their own. Um, you know, the, the, in the days of Noah, they, uh, they built the Tower of Babel. Very high, very high. And it reaches the heaven because people want to go and knock on God's door and say, I want to come in. You know, but God said, no, 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 no. That's not how it's going to work. I'm going to give you guys different languages. And so that way you were not able to communicate with one another. And so they, they were all confused. And so they, they could not continue the construction of the Tower of Babel. If they continue, they would have reached the heaven. And this story explains why today we have so many languages in the world. It, it, it is directly connected to the story of the Tower of Babel. And that's why there's people that speak English, Vietnamese, French, Spanish, uh, Tagalog, Chinese, you know, all those things. It came from God because God, because man was so prideful and he wanted to open the door of heaven. You know what I mean? But I'm going to tell you, there, there are many doors in, 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 in your life, in my life, in, in, in people's life. But there's one door that you cannot open by yourself. There is one door that no man can open. And that is the door of heaven. And only God can open that door. And those people that think that they can open that door, they can try and open the door. But there's no way you can open the door. You know, there's people that, that um, uh, wanted to open the door of heaven by doing good works. So like we say, like we read in Matthew 25, you know, they, they think that, you know, feeding people will uh, and, and, and give them to drink. That's not how it is. It's, it's not by our good works that will open the door to heaven. Are you guys hearing me? Yeah. yeah. You know, we, when we read this story... It seems like if we feed the poor and, uh, you know, give water to those who are thirsty, then God will remember the work that we did on earth. And God will open the doors of heaven for you. That's not, that, that's not, that's not the way we should think about this story. Okay. I'm going to tell you. Uh, what will help us enter into the kingdom of heaven is God is the one that opens that door for us. And it's because of it's that door that was story. open for us. That is why we feed the poor. Give water to those who are thirsty. Clothe those who are naked. Right? I was talking to um, a Buddhist. Okay. And the Buddhists think the same way. It doesn't matter about their sin. Okay? They think that 
you know, one day they're going to die. They're going to go heaven. And they, they will say to God, God, remember that I do more good works in my life than all the bad works. Okay. But that's not how, how the kingdom of heaven works. So it doesn't matter about your good works. That is not going to open the door of heaven. There are people that, that, that wanted to follow the law. Because they think that the law will help open the door of heaven. But even those people, like we read about the rich young ruler last week. Jesus said to him, you lack one thing. And because that one thing that he did not do, he could not follow Jesus. And if you cannot follow Jesus, you can certainly not, cannot go to heaven and be in the presence of God. Let's go to James uh, chapter 2. Right? Hang on. We're going to turn to James chapter 2 here. Okay, are you there? Yakub, yeah. uh, James, chapter 2, verse 10. Are you there? If you're there, say amen. Amen. Then, but I'm not at the actual thing. The, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to read it for you, okay? James says, in chapter 2, verse 10, says, For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. Hey? So if there is 10 commandments, and you follow 9 out of 10, which is pretty good. God <laughs> is still going to fail you on the 1. Oh, jeez. That is a tough God, man. Yes, it is. There's no way you can perform your way into heaven. So I'm going to tell you, your performance is not good enough. No, no matter how beautiful you are, no how matter smart you are, or how talented you are, how strong you are, no matter the kind of work that you are do, it's not going to help. But you know what? There's people that believe that. Okay? There's people that say, I believe that I can open the door of heaven without God's help. Okay, so because Moses gave us all these laws, I'm going to follow these laws perfectly. And if I follow these laws perfectly, it will be counted to me as righteous. That word righteous means I have access to the throne room of God. I can come boldly before God. My righteousness in following the law will help me enter the presence of God. 
Me, it's all about me. Okay. And you know, if you, if you have this mindset, this is how, how religion comes forward is it leads to pride. Okay. Pride is I can do it. I don't need you. I don't need him. I don't need her. I don't need Jesus. I need me. I can do it. Right. This is the same mindset as those people that built the Tower of Babel. This is also the same mindset as those Pharisees, Sadducees, and Sanhedrin. These are religious zealots, and they all think that they can open the door of God. And the same thing with a lot of other religion. Like I said, the Buddhists think that, that by when God looks at you and judge you and see that your good work is more than your bad work, of course, God is good and he's going to open the door for you, right? You know, the, the, the good will cancel out the bad work. No. You know, the problem with pride, the problem with pride is it brings you to God, but your heart is so far away from God. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 8, it says that people honor God with their lips. Right here. Oh, God, you are so amazing. You're so awesome, mighty God, beating the Egyptian, beating the Romans. You are amazing, powerful God, and we worship you day and night. And we not forget any of your laws and precepts. We worship you, okay? This is, this is the religious zealot. You don't believe me? Go, go to Matthew 15. Go to Matthew 15. This is what God says. Verse 8. Okay, let's read verse 7. Hypocrites. <laughs> you hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their heart is far away from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Okay? You know, these people, they like to control people. They like to tell you what to do, but they themselves don't do it, you know? It's like they have a set of rules for themselves and rules for... You people, you people, right? Do as I say, but don't do as I do. Yeah. And these people, they, they, they come before God and they have the, the veneer, the, 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 the outfit of, of a priest. They look so nice and glorious. How, and they, they would, you know, say how much they love God. But when they turn around and they, they would shoot down people. 
You're no good. You're worthless. And these are not, these are sheep in disguise. That's what, what the Bible says. You know how you, you can tell people where they are by how they treat you. Okay. You can tell people how close they are by the way they treat other people. I'm going to repeat that. This is very important. How you treat one another is a direct correlation. It speaks about how much you love God. Because obviously the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, they love God by following the law, right? But they turn around and they treat people like crap. They would find occasion to criticize Jesus. Okay, so on the Sabbath day, Jesus healed a paralytic man. I don't remember where that is in the gospel, but it's there. Okay, so it was a, a Sabbath. All right. And in, this, in the synagogue, there was this man lying on the ground, crippled for most of his life. And Jesus, knowing the heart of man, decided to, to use that as a teaching moment. So he decided to heal the paralytic man. And he says, pick up your mat and just go. And you know what happens? The Sadducees, the Pharisees, they say, well, see, that man is a sinner. He healed a man on the Sabbath day. You know, they couldn't even... They couldn't even see the goodness of God doing good work to this man. All they see is the perfect man, Jesus, making a mistake. This is the heart of a Pharisee. Is they proclaim to love God, yet they will strike down those people that don't look or act in a godly manner. They will turn around and, and, and criticize even the smallest thing. Like they say, like grandpa was saying a few weeks ago, they would pick out the speck in your eyes, but they forget the log in their eye. Are you with me? Yeah. And so you, you can tell a lot about people by the way they treat other people, are they kind to them? Are they gracious to them? Are they uh, generous toward them? See, the, these are the real goats that, that God is talking about. The goat is the one that, that has, that honor God with their lips, but they turn around and, and they see you naked and they start laughing at you. They see you sick and they blame you. They see you hungry, they say you deserve it. They say that you're thirsty, well, because you're drinking, you're drunk and stuff like that, right? They, you know, out of their mouth, they would say things like that to break your spirit, to control you. They do that. One, because they are mean. Two, because they want to control you. And three, finally, is because they... They're so prideful, okay? Because they think they can open the door of heaven on their own. That's what pride will do for you. And then there is the sheep. 
the sheep are the one that says, you know, uh, in, in the gospel, there's two, two people that came before God, okay? When it was time for them to show up uh, at the doorstep of God, uh, God's house, the one guy, the Pharisee said, you know what? I am such a law-abiding guy, you know, and I'm so much better than this guy here. He is a sinner, and uh, he deserved to go to hell, okay? Uh, look at him, you know, how, how, how broken his uh, bank account is and, and um, you know, how terrible that they live their lives and blah, 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 critical, okay? And then there is the other guy that show up at God's door and say, you know, God, I am a sinner. And I've done terrible things. I try to follow your law. And um, I'm sorry, God, I failed you. I, I don't deserve to live. Um, and uh, I, uh, hang on a second here. Okay. Sorry, guys, one second here. My computer is low on power, and I better charge it before. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, excuse me a second. I. Uh, wait. Anyway, I'm going to go quickly, okay, Be before my computer dies. I apologize. Um, uh, it's showing a low battery. And um, so, you know, the, what the sinner that came before God says, I know your laws, and I try to follow the, your laws as best as I can. And, um, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I failed you. No, this thing here, there's something wrong with it. It's not charging. Let's move it over there. It's, uh, let's move it over there. Okay. Okay. Uh, excuse me while we uh, troubleshoot here. Very quickly. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. Sorry. Hold on a minute. Quickly. Aha, we're back in business. Sorry, I'm on the floor right now. <laughs> um, but do you understand what I'm trying to say? Is, you know, we, we, um, we try to earn God's favor by doing good work. And, um, you know, the thing about salvation is we cannot do it for ourselves. Uh, if, if salvation is in our own hand, then we're going to lose it. But if, if salvation, your, your salvation, your eternal life is in the hand of God, which one would you rather have? Which one would, would you rather achieve salvation on your, by your own hand or allow God to do it for you? I say, uh, let God do it, right? Yeah. And so, you know, this is, um, this is a summary of, of last week. What I was trying to tell you is, is 
you know, we cannot achieve eternal life on our own, right? Um, you know, to the people, to the sheep that love God, because they understood the love of God, they are the one that's going to go out into the world and they are going to feed the hungry. They're going to give water to those who are thirsty. They're going to clothe the naked. Okay? They're going to lift up the poor. That's because they understood the love of God. Right? So now, you know, what are we to do? You know, what's, what's next for us? So I'm just saying that, you know, your performance is not going to impress God. The Bible says that your works are as filthy rags because you think that your works, by your good works, you think you can go to heaven. But I'm going to tell you that it is in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says it is because of grace that you are saved. Grace is God's kindness and favor toward you. Hello? Grace is, yeah. you cannot do it yourself. That you can't make it to heaven on your own. It doesn't matter no. what you do. You know, even if, if you, even if you make one mistake by following the law, grace says, <laughs> you know what? Jesus is your perfection. He is your righteousness. His righteousness, not yours, dad is the righteousness that will mm -hmm. give you access to God. And God says, yes, you are covered by the blood of my son, Jesus. I will take you in. I will be your father and you will be my son. Grace of God and the righteousness of God says to you unto is, it's not about you. It's about what he did for you, right? And so, you know, when, when you hear this, you know what? The opposite of pride is humility. Okay? God wants you to remember that it's not about you. It's about what he did for you. We forget that so, so easily in our lives because we are a people who are performance-driven. You know, we live in a performance um, society. You got to meet a certain quota. Hey, hey, hello? You know, if you don't do a certain quota, hello? If, you, if you don't make a certain quota, you, you're fired. You know, if, if you don't meet my expectations exactly. as, as a husband, if you don't meet my expectation as a wife, if you don't meet my expectation as a friend, then you know, forget you. I'll go find somebody else. You know, that's, that's, that's the performance that we live today is we expect one another to behave or, or, or do certain things for us so then we can approve you. I'm going to tell you, God approved you because his son died for you. That's your approval. Amen. Amen. So, you know, so, how does that benefit us? How, how does salvation benefit you? Okay, because I don't want you uh -oh. to still live in a lifestyle of sin. God doesn't mean that, you know, all your sins are excused. It is excuse, but then you gotta, you, you have to experience a life that is without sin. 
And that's, that's what so salvation good. is. Salvation so gives you the opportunity to live this life without sin. That means that you can walk down the street, drive down Deerfoot, and not get angry. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, in, when you're in heaven, you don't need to get angry at anyone because you're not going to have Deerfoot to deal with, right? And, you know, uh, in heaven, you're not going to deal with a crazy working environment. In heaven, you don't have to uh, fight with your neighbor because they're all saints. You know? So the, the salvation is for you to experience that today, here, today, on this earth. Where you can, you can have experience walking in love. Walking in grace. Walking in forgiveness. Okay, you know, you may be uh, in, in bondage to, 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 um, to an addiction, maybe a bondage to, uh, you know, smoking and drinking. But, you know, salvation will free you from that. Because the Bible says, whom the Son set free is free indeed. Now, in heaven, you are already free. You are free already. But you want to experience that freedom here on this earth, right? You know, Jesus yeah. wants you to enjoy abundant life. And, and heaven is going to wait for us in eternity. But, you know, you're still here on this earth. Okay? So you have a, a responsibility. You have um, opportunities to experience God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Okay? So even though you're still lying, even still angry, and even though sometimes you lie, sometimes you would, you would, uh, you know, um, there, even though there's mess in your life, okay. But that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in and say, you know, Joe, you know, Dana, there's there's a few things I want to talk to you about, and uh, I need you to work on it. And then because you're such, you're so humble, you're going to say, yes, Lord, help me, help me to do better. Okay. It's not the Holy Spirit didn't come to condemn you. That's what the religious people do. The Holy Spirit comes to convict you. No, that means that he's going to tell you in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16, um, somebody wrote that. God, God says, God prophesied in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33. He says that in those days, I will put my laws in their heart, into their heart. In those days, I will put my laws, my, you know, so God is saying, I'm not throwing out the laws, okay? The Ten Commandments, it's still as good as as it is in the days of Moses, as it is today. Okay? But you're not going to do the law on your own because you have the one who wrote the law in you. you. You know what I mean? The guy, the author of the Ten Commandments, that's God Almighty. Okay? He lives in you. So he's the one that's going to write his laws into our hearts. He's going to do that. 
and, and, and you're going to say, oh, Jesus, because you love me so much, I'm going to let you do it. Right? You know, when, when you love someone, you let them. Hello? When yeah, you amen. love someone, you let them. You give them permission. You give them access. So this whole thing is about the love of God for you. And it's about your love for God because you allow him into your life. And that means you allow him access into your mess. You give him access into your craziness. You give him access into your suffering. Right? And then he's going to consecrate you. He's going to sanctify you. He's going to clean you up. Okay? And he's going to prepare you as a bride for the bridegroom. Because Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so it's not about Amen. you. It's not about how good you are at following the laws. You're no good. In the eyes of God, you're no good. You know, in Deuteronomy verse 8, uh, sorry, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 11 or something like that. You can read it later. It says that I give you the laws so I can test you and so you can be humble. I didn't give you the law so you can be prideful. Amen? Amen. Because people would follow the law and they say, you know, I followed the law. I'm cool. I'm good. That gives me righteousness. That means I can get to heaven. But no, God's law is to humble you so that you can say, God, I can't do it on my own. I need you to do it for me. And so when Jesus did it for us on the cross, we allow him to come into our heart. And because of love, we give him access. And so between the goat or a sheep, we can tell by how they treat one another. We can tell those people by how they treat one another, how they treat strangers, how they treat their sons and daughters, how they treat their neighbors, how they treat their husband and their wives. We can tell. It's not that they can memorize scripture. It's not they can follow the law. It's, you know, the proof is in the pudding. I'm the pudding, okay? Eat me, and you can tell if I'm good or not, okay? Hang around Joe, and you can tell if I love God or not. Hang around, um, you know, Amen. three, you can find out if she's, she loves God or not. It's not what she say. It's how she, she deals with you. She does. Right? Mm -hmm. So look at your life. How do you deal with people that are ugly? You know, how do you deal with people that are that hurt you? How do you deal with people that are judging you? Or do you, how about you? Do you criticize people? Do you judge them? Do you, do you expect them to perform a certain way so that that way you, they, you can earn their, their respect and their love? Right? 
because we live in a society like that. If if we don't live up to people's expectation, then they they don't they they put you down and they don't give a rip about you, right? But no, you know God sees your imperfection, but He still loves you, and He puts you on a pedestal. You can do no wrong in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. Amen. But you know you're wrong. God's not, God is going to help you deal with it so that you can experience what is good in this life. You know. Uh, the children of Israel, God led them to the promised land, right? And God wants them to experience the, the um, you know, the land of milk, of flowing with milk, um, milk and honey, flowing with milk and honey. And in the same way, by following the law, you, you know, and with the whole help of the Holy Spirit, you are going to experience the blessing that God wanted for your life on this earth because in heaven you're not going to need milk and honey because you're going to be in the presence of milk and honey make sense hallelujah hallelujah so god wants you to experience milk and honey on this earth by obeying him by following the law by the grace that has been given to you imputed in your life so you don't have to do it on your own. And, you know, so your performance isn't to please God. Your performance, and so you can experience the blessing that he has for you. So if, if you are kind, gentle, generous, those things will, will add honey to your life. It will add milk to your life. And those are the, the rich blessings of God. But if, if you uh, decided that, you know, by just following the law on your own, you know what you're going to experience? Bitterness. The bitter wine, you know, uh, the bitter aftertaste of, of uh, 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 condemnation and criticism. That's what you're going to experience. So no, say, say no to condemnation. Say no to uh, judging and performance. But say yes to grace. That is by grace that you are saved. Not of your work that you may boast. Okay? Don't be boastful. Hallelujah. That's just what I want to share with you today. And I thank you for joining us. And I pray that you hear the, the voice of God. I want you to be joyful, jumping for joy. Are you jumping for joy? Are you experiencing God's love for you right now? Are you experiencing God's approval? Amen. Right? Yes. You know, you should be excited. You don't have to yes. earn your way to heaven anymore. <laughs> Hello, hallelujah, and ciao. Hallelujah. Don't be sad, okay? Because it's not about you. It's about what he has done for you. It's what he has done for you, Dana, and then ciao Ling. Rejoice. Praise the Lord.
experience heaven today. Praise the Lord. You know, there are people that are waiting to, to go to heaven so that I can experience joy, peace, and happiness, right? But God is saying, mm -hmm. why, why would you be waiting? You, you have it today. So that's your milk and honey, is you can experience today. By grace, he has provided for you. Now you just need to go and drink it. Amen? Amen. I pray that, that this message will, will touch something inside your heart. And it will free you from, from the, the um, mindset of performance uh, to, to deserve something. No, you, you deserve the, the, the wrath of God. But God loves you so much, he put his wrath on his son Jesus. So you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to suffer, you know. And so I, I pray that it would free everyone, uh, you know, from, from imputing sin upon themselves. Or imputing sin on other people, which is very wrong. Jesus, you know, there is, there's something called the doctrine of, of substitution. Jesus went on the cross and sin was imputed on him rather than on you. You deserve all the punishment that came from the wrath of God. But Jesus said, no, let I'll take that punishment. I will allow myself to be imputed by sin so you can be imputed by righteousness you can be imputed by love and grace you know the way to look at this is is you know you're playing a soccer game and one of the player in your team scored a goal you know who won everybody won right so when jesus scored the goal for you and me we all win. That's the imputation of love. When Jesus scored the goal for us, because only he, him, only Jesus can score that goal. It's not me. And you didn't do it, but Jesus did. And so by that, by, by that goal that Jesus scored, we all win. And today you Amen. are a winner. Remember that. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for my brother and my sister. And, you know, we just thank you, Lord, that I look at them. Uh, you say in your word in um, 2 Corinthians 5, 16, that now we no longer see you as flesh anymore. I see you as a redeemed. I see you as a child of God. I see you beautiful. I see you perfect. And that's, that's what God sees in us. And I thank you, Lord, that, that is not, not by our, our performance or by our own effort, but by your effort, by, by the effort of your son who carried the cross to Golgotha and who died on the cross for us. So I thank you for the blood of Jesus poured for for Dana, for Anjaklin, and 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 Tu, and and Tong, and and Chow, Grandma and Grandpa, and every one of us. And I thank you, Lord, for the grace that is by Your grace, Lord, that we can come before You, not by our own merit. We didn't do nothing. We didn't do nothing except we believe, and we receive it, Lord. 
And Father God, I just pray, Lord, that, that, that those who have ears, I thank you, Lord, that they hear, Father God. That, they, that whom the Son set free, free them, Lord, from condemnation. Free them from evil criticism, Father God. But free them, Lord, into your grace and into your love, Father God. That they may rise and shine as you created them to be, Father God. That you have prepared them, Father God, since the beginning of the foundation of the world, Lord, for such a time as this, Lord, that, that your, your son is coming and that your Holy Spirit is working in our hearts, Lord, to prepare the bridegroom, to, to the bride to meet her groom, Father God. So I thank you, Lord, for the work that you're doing in our hearts, not to condemn us, but to prepare us for Jesus. So I thank you, Father God. Bless everyone here today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Bless everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? Did you receive? And happy birthday, Joe. Happy oh. birthday. Early. Come in. Happy birthday early. Oh, <laughs> the secret is out of the bag. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I have three I birthdays anyway, so we can celebrate it uh, three awesome. times a year. <laughs> you know the day that you, <laughs> you know the day that you receive Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. That should be your birthday. New birthday. That is. I go, I gotta look that day up. That's very important. <laughs> well, I thank you for joining. How Amen. are you, Jolene? Good. Oh, thank you How for joining it? us. I know you're busy, you, but know you caught a few yeah. minutes here. So I just want yeah. to bless Bye, everyone. And it's so good to see you. And uh, yeah, Dana, thank you for uh, joining us. I know that thank you, know, you, God bless everybody. you were not in the best of shape. And uh, yeah, I feel better though. I thank, thank you, you and Chow for, for joining. Okay. Bye, everybody. May the Lord reward you because you diligently. Amen. Amen. Okay. You guys are the best. I love you all.